0: Disrespective everywhere you go, open up your mind, drown up the noise, and see if this connected. And see if this connected. What's up fam? The mission of this Connected Podcast is to connect generations and situations about faith, life, and whatever comes along the way. To not necessarily agree, but be listened to. These conversations, of course, highlight the perspective of our various guests, and you are always welcome to agree or even disagree. But as always, we hope that it is done in charity. Now, here's your host, Catholic.Dad.
1: Thanks for that intro, Tony. Again, that was producer Tony. You can reach him. He is the faith formation coordinator, youth minister, and all-around good guy at St. Oscar Romero in Eastvale, California. If you want to follow him, it's at Mini Tangled, and you can try to find him on YouTube somewhere. He's a good guy. He's our producer. So thank you again for that intro. Fam, today I have a special guest. Um, Obviously, you're probably reading this already in the information. It's Kid Catholic. And let me share a little bit about this guy with you. First of all, this young man was introduced to me two years ago by my godson and asked me, have you listened to this guy? I was like, his name is Kid Catholic. I was like, oh, what a unique name. But I have with me Keaton Gummerson, who is a 16-year-old YouTuber, host of Kid Catholic. In addition to YouTube, he is also a Catholic speaker and apologist. He has spoken at NCYC, that's the National Conference of you Young... Catholics Youth.
2: National Catholic Youth Conference.
1: Yeah, National Catholic Youth Conference to churches, youth groups, and conferences and youth rallies around the country, speaking to all ages on different matters of faith. He is the host of the Faith in Five on Oklahoma Catholic Radio. He is a junior at Mount Saint Mary Catholic High School in Oklahoma City. Wow, that's a lot. All all of that from a sixteen year old who started as a kid, and now as a young man, hosting his own show, and a, a Catholic apologist. I mean, what was I doing at your age, at that age? Definitely not this. So, welcome to the show, Keaton.
2: Thank you. Thank you for having me on.
1: Yeah, and and you know what? Um, I left you a space in our studio, but um, we're obviously doing this on Zoom, um, uh, virtually, uh, and what an amazing thing to be able to do it virtually because I've been able to reach so many more people and, and and without having to drag them into the studio itself. But you, you young man, I feel so old when I say that, you young man have actually been <laughs> doing this since this image of you, which is the oldest one Hello. that I can find on YouTube. Uh, with blonde hair and you even you were even having a mullet there for a second there. And this was yes. the one this this was what was shown to me by uh, our youth. Shout out to David uh Guzman who was watching your YouTubes um your actual channel during um the time when he was actually in confirmation seeking apologetics, answers to the faith. And of course when you look up Catholic and you look up Kid Catholic, you pop up. Yes, yes. So so uh, what I want to initially ask you is, how did you get started?
2: Um, well, it, it was kind of incidental for it to end up being the thing that it ended up being. Um, it started when I was um, 11, so almost, almost five years ago. Uh, and it was a friend of mine, he had introduced me to YouTube, um, and right when I got on YouTube, I knew that I wanted to make videos. I didn't just want to sit and watch videos. Um, but I wanted to do something that specifically mattered. Um, and I had just been to the Midwest Catholic Family Conference um, in Wichita, Kansas. Um, and so this the sort of Catholic faith was on the front of my mind. Um, and while I looked, and there were a lot of there's a lot of awesome Catholic channels on YouTube. Um, they were either only for little kids or only for adults, and I wanted something that everybody could sit down and watch. So um, it, it was. I remember being in the Walmart parking lot with my twin brother. We came up with a name, and then uh, we just. I decided to get going, um, and so I did that very night. Just recorded a two minute video on my phone that is still like probably the uh, the the cringiest video I've ever watched myself in uh so i kept doing it every week every tuesday and it led to more speaking engagements and then eventually a radio show and it just took off from there so it's been awesome
1: wow and and all of that because you were inspired you're inspired to do something and you said something that mattered now the reason why i ask you that is we have a lot of young people who want to start their own YouTube channels and 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 they they want to become influencers but it seems that they want to be influencers in something that 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 is materially what they like and what they enjoy but you yeah. went for the faith aspect of it which at 11 can be pretty hard because I mean yeah. if you look at it with your bio, an apologist, I mean, what went through your mind to think at eleven, I can talk about my faith?
2: Right. Well, it was, it was really never something that's kind of scared me. It's never something that I've shied away from my whole life. Um, I was homeschooled all the way through eighth grade until I started going to high school. Uh, so I had grown up in this sort of this mindset in my head that that sharing your faith is something that should be normal and should be encouraged. And of course it should be, but it never really crossed my mind that this is something that not other 11 year olds are doing. I just, I wanted to, I wanted to do it. I, I felt like it was something that was, that was normalized that, that uh, a ton of people were doing and I didn't see my age as sort of something that should hold me back. So what was going through my head was basically, why not? You know, I wanted to do something. I had a vision and I didn't want to wait until I was, until I was older. So I might as well go for it. I mean, that's basically what went through my head it wasn't a whole bunch of thought, um, that went, that went into it. And so I just decided, decided to start it.
1: So did you, you know, a lot of times people ask me, well, where do you come up with your information? You know, do you do you do you write things up? Um, and my answer to that is actually no. Um, that's why it's always an interview. <clears throat> but my question for you is: Where do you come up with your topics? Is it something that you you just come up? and say, you know, on Tuesday, I'm going to talk about this? Is it something that you discuss with your, your, with your twin brother, with your family? And, says, and say, this is a topic that we should discuss, and then actually create a storyboard for it? Or do you just freewheel it? What do you do?
2: Um, it depends on the video. I've made so many that it's it's different every week. But a main way that I get a lot of my topics is I have a lot of uh, viewers suggest things to me, um, things that they want to hear me speak on. Another thing is just whatever's happening in the Catholic world um, is a big one as well as whatever I'm learning in school. Sometimes it's just something that's come to me like, hey, I don't think I've talked about this. I think this is something that needs to be talked about, a simple teaching of the faith, something that I feel needs to be out there. It just depends on the week. And what I've realized in doing this every week is that there are so many Catholic topics that you can never run out. Exactly. Um, and, and, and as for sort of if I make a storyboard, if I make an outline, that also depends on the video. Some videos require a little bit more research. So I go out and I do my own research and then and then make the video and then I'll have sort of an outline. Other times, if I know what I'm talking about, I won't have an outline at all. I'll just sit and talk if I know what the topic is. So it just varies um, week to week. But I've been so lucky to be able to continue it. I think I, Thought By now, after almost five years, I would have run out of topics, but you can never run out of Catholic topics. It just keeps going further and further and further. And so it it, it depends on the week. Um, But as of late, especially, it's been what's going on in the Catholic world.
1: Do you ever get tired of doing it?
2: No, no. There, there have been times where I get sort of like stressed out if I if I feel like I, oh, I don't have time. Oh, I need to get the video out by Tuesday. But especially since I got to high school, I really haven't dreaded it. I mean, it's something that I love doing. If I sort of got tired of it ever, I would have I, I would have stopped doing it. Um, I, I just it's, it's something that I enjoy doing. Like I, I sit in front of a camera and it's not a chore for me. It's something that I enjoy. sometimes it's like, oh, I gotta hurry up and edit because I need to get it out on time. but it's never a chore. It's never like something that i, I I'm not looking forward to. I, I It's something that I enjoy doing. like for some kids, it's soccer and for me, it's this
1: awesome. And what a great way of 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 being a missionary disciple. What a great way of sharing the faith. And touching millions of people just by, as you said, sitting in front of my camera and doing this. This is what I like to do. It's something that you enjoy doing and and something that's touching lives. Obviously, all the way here in California, you're all the way in in Oklahoma, uh, you're touching everyone throughout the world using social media. Now, that question in itself, saying using social media, a lot of people say, you know what, social media... Is 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 of the devil? It's it's yeah. it causes you to you know, and you using it is is causing more people to be led down the wrong path. I myself don't feel that way. I, I believe that social media is a gift of 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 God and allows us to use um, it for for His glory. Now, have you? What are your thoughts on that? And have you ever faced people who have? Um, went after you regarding your use of social media?
2: Uh, That's a good question. Honestly, I I can understand where people are coming from on that because social media can either be the absolute best thing in the world or it can be the worst thing in the world. It it all depends. But something that it's sort of part of my mission of doing Kid Catholic, of keeping up this ministry weekly is transforming social media. Because as you said, it, it's it's a gift from God. Like way back then, they had to travel for months at a time to preach the gospel. Now we can click a few buttons and get it out to anybody in the world um, preaching the gospel, which is just absolutely like mind-blowing to think about. So I feel like Social media is, is something that needs to be revolutionized, something that needs to be used for good, and oftentimes is used for good, and it's oftentimes used for bad. It just depends on what we surround ourselves with on social media. And so, personally, I haven't had anybody that I know of uh, attack me for that reason. I'm sure that there has been someone who just hasn't done it to me personally um, but I ha- I've ha- I mean I've had people attack me for doing Catholic who are on like the other side of the Catholic spectrum um, and sort of would attack anyone for being Catholic in the first place um, but luckily at least I haven't seen fellow Catholics uh, attack me for this I'm sure there have been some um, and I can understand where people are coming from with the idea that social media is evil but it doesn't have to be that way it doesn't have to to be evil, and we don't have to see it that way because there's so much good that comes with social media and there's so much good that comes with the internet that if we focus on that and if we make that the forefront of what we think about when we think of social media and the internet, then that can really, really have a lot of positive impact.
1: That's awesome. I, I love how you speak, you know, this Gen Z that you're in. Um, I love yeah. conversations with your generation because um, you're not shy about your beliefs and I think that is a strong influence on young people like you um, who may be apprehensive about sharing their faith, to be so open about their faith, to see you as that example of 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 a person who is unfearful of of being of putting themselves out there. Now saying that. Have you ever had a topic that you and your family had says, "Uh, you know what? This is happening in the world. I'm going to um, talk about it where you were somewhat afraid or apprehensive about doing it because of the ramification of either side of the Catholic world, you know, and what, what, what issue was that? Well, I've never really
2: been scared before recording it or as uploading it because I've been like, you know, this is the truth. This is what the Catholic church teaches. So I have no reason to be scared. I, I think, and being scared of, sort of the reaction from things. I've just never had that. That's never been a thing that I've gone through. Um, Except for uh, there was this one video where afterward I received like the most hate I've ever received on a video. And that's like the only time that I've sort of been a, a little bit fearful of the response. But then I saw some of the good responses and it-, it sort of lightened me up a little bit. But that was when um, I did a specific video on abortion and I've done a lot of videos on that, so they, it never really scared me. I've made those videos many, many times. But it was this one in particular that people decided to find and, and attack me for. Mm-hmm. And so that one was, was a little bit scary to see some of the comments, to see some of the people who I had never seen commenting on my channel just attacking me personally. So that, it was after, I forget which abortion video it was, it was, a, it was after one of those so I was a little bit scared of the reaction, um, but then I saw uh, the, the few good comments in there and the few that were really positive, and they just outweighed all the negative ones. So I've never really been scared going into one. I'm sure that there is going to be a topic in the future that I'm going to address that's going to kind of scare me going into it, um, but I, I personally have never felt that way, um, except for the abortion one, and then there was another one from sort of the other side of the Catholic spectrum, where I talked about sede Vacantism, mm-hmm. which is the heresy that there is no active Pope, which doesn't make any logical sense. Anyway, I didn't really expect to get any feedback from that. I figured there's probably only a few people who know about that. And I maybe got some of the most negative reaction on that video as well. I had a ton of Say David Contest commenting. I had somebody, a whole nother Say David Contest YouTube channel, make a video reacting to my video and responding to that one which was the first time that that's happened so that one was also a little bit fearful um but other than those two it's never really come up again
1: well you know when they do that then you know that you're doing something right exactly exactly that's that's always how i look at it when someone says and tries to point out and pull out all the negative things from what you said that's truthful then you must be saying something right um, so good for you, good for you. And, and it is, it is, it is um, when you get something negative, when, when your heart, I, you know, when, when you're going out there and you're putting things out and you're, you're, you're putting it out out of the goodness of your heart and somebody sees something that is so abhorrently bad about it, it, it almost like uh, you take it personally. It's like, wow, that hurts. Um, and then yeah. the reality kicks in, you know, I'm doing this for who? I'm doing this for the Lord. And, and good for you. So. Here's the thing. What's your favorite video?
2: Oh, that is a that's a really tough question. That is, oh I've had that question before. I say anything after the mullet. As long as as long as people can't see the mullet or younger, or the high pitched voice, or the blonde hair, then we should be all good. But honestly, one of one of my favorite topics to cover is um, probably the topic of abortion. I just think it's really important to address that. I think it's one of the most important videos, um, some of the most important videos that I put out there because it's so important to address. Um, and then also some of the videos that I made on the Latin mass and sort of bringing attention to that. So probably one of those videos um, has are some of my favorites. It's really difficult to choose one.
1: Well, now you brought up the Latin mass. What's your stance on that, on, the, on Pope Francis motu proprio?
2: Uh, Pope Francis is that, that's something that, uh, I've done a lot of research on and, you know, it's, it's the Pope. So can't argue with him, but for now, I, he's not banning the Latin mass. The Latin mass is still allowed in archdiocese and the archdiocese of Oklahoma city is keeping it. So we should be all good for now.
1: Awesome. I think, uh, I think our Latin mass listeners are going to be happy about that. Uh, won't get any hate mail from you there. Uh, (laughs) for you, that one, but, um, yeah, the the um actually I really liked your videos with a mullet. <laughs> and and when your voice started changing, yeah, that that's uh that's when you knew that, you know, this guy's you know, growing up. But <laughs> good for you. I mean this is this is usually a, a fun conversation that I would have with my youth group. Um just literally our conversation is, is kind of like my cringy youth group conversations with with youth. But With our youth out there, what advice would you give them if they wanted to do something like what you have done?
2: The number one piece of advice I would give is to not fear judgment, because I feel like that's the number one thing that's holding kids my age back from doing something like this is that fear of judgment. Because again, there's this whole stigma right now that it's not cool to be Catholic, and I feel like a lot of us, especially kids my age, hear all these talks that are like, oh, it's totally cool to be Catholic, but that doesn't change how society views it. Um, and society, in society, it's not cool to be Catholic. And that's okay, because it, it's, not, it's kind of the whole point is that it goes against society. It's not supposed to be cool to be Catholic. And so the number one piece of advice I would give is that we should rather be judged by others for talking about God than be judged by God for not. Because at the end of the day, other people's judgment doesn't matter at all. It's only God's that matters. And so as soon as we're able to sort of break that wall of fearing judgment, um, then I feel like we're a lot more willing to be more open about our faith.
1: Wow, that's deep. That is so deep. Um, You know, almost sounds like a priest there, not pushing anything on you. Um, (laughs) But do you have a spiritual advisor?
2: Um, I have had a couple spiritual advisors. It's been a little bit, especially since COVID hit, to get back up because I had a spiritual advisor for a while and then he got COVID and was quarantined for a little bit. Um, So since COVID was super bad, no, but I am hoping to start one up again, hopefully before the end of this semester.
1: Wow. Awesome. Because you speak like my spiritual advisor. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be too young to be mine. But anyways... So my next question for you is, and I always ask this to, to some of my guests, who are the three people who have been the most influential for you?
2: Oh, that's a tough question, too. Man, okay. I would say the three people who have been the most influential to me, especially when it comes to Kid Catholic, uh, obviously, like, besides Jesus and, you know, all the saints in them, um, is probably uh, my mom. Number one, she's encouraged it a lot. She's also been the one who's helped me uh, with my equipment and, you know, actually taking me places to travel to give talks. Like, without her, I wouldn't be able to – I wouldn't have a speaking career at all. Um, And then secondly is probably Father Christopher Bruce Shears, who is a priest um, in the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City. He was – my spiritual advisor until he moved like on the other side of Oklahoma, but he's really been influential to me because he's also my confirmation sponsor. I saw that. Um, Yes. And he's just, he's had a really awesome impact in my spiritual life. And then third most influential is probably uh, my parish priest, father Hamilton, um, because he has also been someone who he, he doesn't shy away from the truth. And I feel like that's something that has helped me, uh, be able to not shy away from the truth in my videos.
1: Courageous. <clears throat> you had mentioned your mom, and I was raised by a single mom, and and moms are really important. Not to mention Saint Monica, not to mention our Blessed Mother. I mean, without moms, we wouldn't be where we where we are today. So, exactly. so knowing that and your mom helping you out has there <laughs> This is an awkward question. Uh, has there ever been a time where you you got in trouble and your mom says no more YouTube for you?
2: Ah, uh, no, <laughs> there hasn't been a time. There's been a lot of no more things. I think kid Catholic might be the one thing that if I do something wrong, she won't take away, unless I like you know <laughs> commit a crime or something. Hopefully. But, you know, I got to knock on wood, too, because next thing I know, it might happen. So no, no, not as of yet.
1: So it was always a positive reinforcer for you, the Kid Catholic. Yes, yes, absolutely. And has there ever been where your mom said, you know what, I really want you to do this topic? And you're like, no, mom, I'm not going to do that topic.
2: That has happened. I mean if you if you ask her, she would probably say that that has happened more times than she would like. but there are also times where she said, I want you to do this topic and I've been like, that's a really good idea. I'm gonna go and do it. So she helps out with it a lot too, especially because she has um, a master's in theology. Awesome. So she helps make sure that like my videos are theologically correct. Um, and especially right when I was getting started, sometimes I would say something that, that wasn't theologically correct. And then she would catch it before I finished filming or before I put it on YouTube. So she has helped a lot in that way as well.
1: Wow. And, and so who has final say?
2: Who has final say? Oh, her. Absolutely. I mean, this if answer. there's, something, if, if there's like a topic or something that I say that's wrong, that she doesn't want out on, I mean, obviously if there's a topic that I just really, really don't want to do, she's not going to, sit and force me to do it, but if there is something that I say that's wrong or theologically inaccurate, then she'll for certain, she will for sure um, have the final say that that's not going to be uploaded, because it's a bad representation, too.
1: Good deal. Man, I, I wish I had your mom. Actually, I, <laughs> uh, n- not not to say bad about uh, producer Tony. He he does a lot of that for me. But um, But, hey, what is one thing you know one thing you wish you had known before you started all this
2: one thing that i wish i had known is that i don't know everything when i started little 11 year old me thought that i was basically a genius in theology so i could sit and just teach everyone everything uh, and what i've learned through doing kid catholic and through researching for so many topics and through giving so many talks is that i kid catholic through Kid Catholic, I have learned so much more than I could have ever taught. Like, I, I learn more about theology week by week, the more topics that I do. And so I've just learned so much from it. And, and I wish that I would have known that I would learn going into it instead of just sort of thinking that that all of it was going to come from me.
1: Wow. Yeah. Here's here's also one of the things that that I wanted to know is this is something sometimes our social media and, and, and our podcasts and our YouTube channels uh, become huge and, and it becomes a huge part of our lives. And there are times where all the activities, all the talks, all of the classes that we give and the interviews that, that we take takes on a life of itself. How do you balance what you're doing in your evangelization? with being still a kid?
2: Yeah, that's a good question. And for a while for me... It, it was pretty easy because I was homeschooled. And so I had time to do both things very easily. And then when I started high school, freshman year, that was a question that I got a lot. It was like, well, how are you going to balance this? Because, I mean, I was I was a high schooler, so I still had school and I still wanted to go hang out with my friends and I still wanted to go do all these things. But then there was also Kid Catholic. And for a while, I really struggled doing that freshman year. And then COVID hit, second semester freshman year was when everything went down And so it was easy again. I had time for both. And so when school started back up, because I was in in in-person school all of last year. So all of my sophomore year, um, I was in school in person. And so when that happened, I guess, I don't know if this makes sense, but when COVID shut down and it was easy to, to balance both that basically just continued into when school started. I mean, I would go to school I'd hang out with friends. I still have time to on weekend nights or weekday nights. And then uh, on Sundays, I would film my videos. On Saturdays, I record my radio shows. And then uh, I would miss school occasionally to go and give a talk and then Mm -hmm. come back and catch up on my assignments and all those things. So it's been, uh, I'd say, a lot easier to to sort of balance both uh, than I expected going into freshman year.
1: Solid, yeah. You know, I guess it's easier too when your moms are like your pseudo manager. Yeah, <laughs> it's like keeps you in check. But here, here's the thing. You know, I know that you love doing these YouTube videos and you love your faith. But aside from that, what's your favorite thing to do?
2: Aside from my YouTube videos, my favorite thing to do um, is is probably to play basketball. Uh, I, I tried playing it competitively freshman year, and that didn't go all too well. I'm not. I, I was such a great basketball player that I was third string quarterback, no, third string point guard on the JV team. And then my coach put me in for about two minutes and i missed the 3 in a layup and he never put me in again. So i i quit that after freshman year, but i like playing basketball for fun, um just by myself or one on one with a friend, uh just shooting around for fun. That that's probably what i enjoy doing aside from Kid like it's a really big hobby of mine.
1: Awesome. You know that you know some sometimes people give, you know, god gives us gifts and um maybe you got the short end of the gift stick there. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I, I know i love to sing, but that wasn't a gift that I was given. So I was never part of the choir, although I've always wanted to be part of the choir. <laughs> anyways, it's, it's, this is one of those where Tony says, this is awkward, Arnell. Um, but anyways, here's the one thing. You've spoken at NCYC. You've You had a lot of speaking engagements. What is What is your favorite topic to talk to them about?
2: My favorite topic to talk about is probably living out your faith in high school, because I feel like that's something that's so important. And I've given talks to adult groups, too, in which case my favorite topic to talk about is, I mean, probably just the essential big goal of of getting to heaven. I mean, there's there's. And logistically, the steps to take to get there. But for high schoolers, it's probably living out our faith in high school, and why we live out our faith in high school, and, and the, the point of living out our faith in high school. And again, bringing up that idea that it, it's not cool to be Catholic, and that's okay. That that's um, it, it's not supposed to be cool. The kind of the idea is that it goes against societal norms. And so, I've been like talking with high schoolers about that with my peers. I'm really able to relate. High schoolers, and middle schoolers, uh, even. Um, I'm really able to, to relate. To them, And I feel like they're able to relate a lot to me because me going to school, I've experienced it too. Um, and so I feel like that's probably one of my favorite topics, especially just because I'm able to, re- they're able to relate so closely with it. And I feel like that, that reaches them a lot better too.
1: Awesome. You know, <clears throat> here's the thing, um, you know, in, in hearing a young man like you speak about, about Catholicism um that it's 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 not the popular thing. And here we are in youth ministry t- trying to tell people, you know, you got to go out, it's make it popular. But you're saying, you know, accept it. It's not popular and go against the grain. And and your statement of 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 accepting what what society thinks of it does not necessarily mean that you shouldn't be catholic. That it should actually right, you should engage right. it more. What a great topic. Um, so what most of our listeners uh, to the podcasts are either junior high school, high school, young adults, and then there's the older parents. Um, yeah. So I guess that means everyone <laughs> but um, <laughs> in in our diocese but what what message would you say to to our high schoolers and our middle schoolers?
2: Uh Well, there is a lot. If I had to say one message to the high schoolers and middle schoolers, it would probably be honestly about distractions. Because we're on our cell phones 24-7. And I know that that, that's like 99% of our generation is uh, attached to the cell phone. And then there's nothing necessarily wrong with cell phones if you're not doing anything wrong on them. I mean, they're good for communicating. They're good for getting things out there. They're good for connecting with people. But the number one message that I would give to them is compared to our faith, compared to things like the Eucharist, like the glory of heaven, which is all significantly more important compared to those things. A cell phone is no more valuable than dust. It is no more valuable than dirt. That doesn't mean that's necessarily bad. That doesn't mean it's necessarily evil. I mean, it's fine to be on, but if it takes up way too much of our time, then that's, that's when it becomes an issue. And I feel like, I mean, I've fallen victim to this. I know a lot of us have fallen victim to this. So that's probably the number one message that I would give. It's just that reminder that at the end of the day, it's, it's really not worth anything.
1: And what about the parents? What message do you have to parents who have children your age, you know, going through what, you're, what you've been through from 11 to high school? because i i think a, a lot of times us parents go out there praying like saint monica that my child be protected and 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 we fight and we fight and we fight and we put them through religious education we teach them the values of our faith of our home um the virtues and that is as a parent that is one of our greatest fears is when they go out into the world um they're they're at the mercy of of the world. So what message do you have for our parent listeners?
2: The number one message I would say is that I feel like something that, that parents can do um, a lot and really, really does help. And I know this from experience. It got me passionate about my faith is teaching your kids, not just that this is the Catholic church and what we do and what we teach, but this is the Catholic church and why we do what we do and why we teach what we teach. Because I mean, it's natural, especially growing up as a kid, to have doubts about our faith. That's something that's normal. That's something that's okay. It's okay to have doubts, because you want to know that what you're being taught is the the correct path. I mean, because think about it, especially for the kids who are cradle Catholic, growing up, believing the Catholic faith, and then realizing, oh, there are all these other religions. There's atheism. There's there's Islam. There's all these things. How do we know that we're correct? Um, I feel like obviously the Catholic church is correct. Obviously it's the true church, but it's only natural to, to doubt and doubting is okay. And doubting is normal. So I think the number one thing that I would say is to directly address these doubts um, and to directly address why we believe that we are the one true church, why we are the one true church and why we teach what we teach, because the Catholic church has a why behind everything. There is a reason for everything that the Catholic church does. And I feel like as soon as, as, we as teenagers are able to learn the why behind everything and the, and the true meat of the church. Then it all starts to make a lot more sense, and it can get us a lot more passionate about our faith. And so, remember one thing I would say is is just a direct conversation, an honest conversation about the doubts, because those are normal, especially growing up. Um, and then just an honest conversation uh, with your kids about about the why, about why we do things as the Catholic Church. And if we don't know ourselves that's something that we should seek out as well.
1: So much wisdom in there. Where are you getting all this?
2: I appreciate it.
1: Anyways, so, Keaton, you're 16. You've been doing mm-hmm. this for five years since you were 11. What's in the future for you?
2: Um, my goal right now is... To sort of because I'm not going to be a kid forever, so Kid Catholic isn't going to be able—that title of me isn't going to be able to last forever. Um, and so what I want to work more toward is, is making it key of Kid Catholic and making Kid Catholic more of a ministry in and of itself. Um, and then I want to get a, a degree in theology uh, and eventually a Ph.D. in theology. And then I want to especially not just continue my YouTube channel, but continue my speaking career. Um, and I want to go and, and sort of give talks across the country as a Catholic speaker, and, and that's my end goal for my career is to do this for my career. And so I'd say that is is what's next to me after high is what's next for me after high school and after college.
1: Keaton, is there as as a as a Catholic speaker, is there a Roman collar on that collar as a speaker?
2: Ah, uh, as of right now, just waiting to hear God's call, not as of right now, but things, things can always change.
1: See, to all the vocational directors, they would never forgiven me if I didn't ask that question. Right, right. So all you vocational directors out there, he is discerning. Yes, yes. As always, as all young men should always be discerning the call to vocation to be a holy priest. Keaton, how can our listeners find you?
2: Uh, you can find me uh, a couple of different ways just by going to YouTube and searching Kid Catholic. It'll be the first channel that pops up um, by going to kidcatholic.com is another way to do it. Or just by Googling Kid Catholic and I will pop up that way
1: as well. well I, I, I neglected to ask that. How did you come up with a name? It just like
2: It was, it was my twin brother and I were in the Walmart parking lot. And I was trying to come up with a name, and I was trying to come up with something really clever. And the Catholic Guy channel was on, on XM, and on the radio, because we were in the car. And I said, hey, how about the Catholic Kid? And my twin brother was like, that is like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. How about Kid Catholic? And he suggested that, sort of way of reversing it. And I was like, hey, that has a nice ring to it. So I went ahead and went with it. Uh, and my twin brother, he still hasn't let that go. He came up with the name. Um, he, loves, he loves taking credit for that. For that, for sure,
1: definitely, he should register that. Um, <laughs> it probably is already. But Keaton, thank you for coming on the show. You know what I want to express to you is a deep gratitude for for you actually saying yes to a calling to evangelize and share the good news. Not enough young people have the fortitude. To, to do what you're doing. And to reach the maximum number of people just by sharing your faith on YouTube is is just amazing. Truly a blessing from God that goes through you. The Holy Spirit guides you. You're blessed with yeah. a mom with a master's in theology. If your mom's there, good for you, mom. Um, and And keep it going. And, you know, our listeners are going to be praying for you. We're going to encourage them to watch these shows because I think and I believe that many, many people learn from what you're putting out there. It's it's one of those things where as a, a, a catechist myself, um, I send your YouTube videos. I flood my students with your YouTube videos because if we flood... Theirs with your YouTube videos, they get more Catholic content. Do you not agree?
2: Uh, I agree very much so.
1: So, do you have any last words for for us, for our listeners?
2: Uh, just thank you for thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Uh, and be sure to to check out my YouTube, Kid Catholic. There's a new video every week, so every Tuesday morning at nine, um, there will be a, a new video out. Uh, and and God bless you, and thank you for having me on.
1: Awesome. I forgot to ask, when's the book coming out? W- what was that? When's your book coming out?
2: A book? Well, that is is probably going to be after I stop having a whole bunch of homework to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, need to write a book. Get your mom started on it. Um, because there's there's information. You need to tell your story, and, and I think a book deal is in the works for you, brother.
2: appreciate it. Thank you.
1: But thank you, Keaton, for coming on the show. It's definitely something that is amazing. You know, I'm always amazed by the quality of the things that you're putting out there. You're definitely blessed. You're definitely blessing so many people, and I thank you for what you're doing. Thank you, thank you so much, and God bless you. So, fam, this is Keaton. He's the host of Kid Catholic. You got to see him. You got to follow him. You got to recommend him. Send him to your confirmation class. Tell them that they can do what this young man's doing. So, fam, that's all we have on this episode. Thank you, Keaton, for coming on. Thank you for gracing us with your presence. I hope, fam, that this episode connected with you. Please send us an email, a message, a comment on our DM. Send us an email at catholic.dad. 50 at gmail.com. I still have to remember that. And, you know, send us a a comment. Rate our uh, podcast so that, you know, it'll help us out. But more than that, remember, live a life of holiness. We'll be praying for you. Please pray for us. And most importantly, be blessed and be third.
0: different points of view and highs and lows a new perspective everywhere you go open up your mind and drown with the noise different generations of the girls and boys so sit back and relax this catholic podcast don't overreact if these thoughts are abstract when it's hosted by catholic Dad, who knows what's gonna happen
1: hey what's up fam
0: Different points of view with highs and lows, a new perspective everywhere you go. Open up your mind and drown out the noise, and see if this connected.
1: What's up, fam? To connect generations and situations about faith, life, and whatever comes.
0: Spec runaway thoughts like a runaway train. Break into conversation like links of a chain. Make a Hail Mary pass. Hope disconnects. Have a question for a guest. Put it to rest. Live a life of holiness. Lead by example. Follow at Catholic.dead and Penny Tingled. <laughs> Christ leads our way. He's the good shepherd. Pray for one another. Be blessed and be there. Different the points of view and highs and lows. A new perspective everywhere you go. Open up your mind and drown out the noise. And see it disconnected.
1: This Connected Podcast is brought to you by The Cabin. Want to get away and get some peace and quiet and rest? Yes, rest. But not too far away from home or the city? Want to experience a true log cabin feel in the mountains? Well, I have the recommendation for you. The cabin is a two-bedroom, one-and-a-half bath that will do just that. With a beautiful wood fireplace lit and a glass of wine, you are sure to relax. With easy access from the main highway, private parking, easy access with stairs to the entrance, fast Wi-Fi, a full-size kitchen, and all the essential amenities will make your stay a memorable experience. This cozy log cabin was built in the early 60s, with its original wood fireplace and a newly transformed deck with beautiful views of the San Bernardino Mountains. So, book your stay at the cabin in Running Springs, California. The cabin, located in the San Bernardino Mountains, is a beautiful place to see the beauty of God's creation. I have known the proprietor of the cabin for many years. She has always supported the youth and young adult ministries of her community as well as this podcast. Check out The Cabin on Instagram at thecabin2021. Again, that's at thecabin2021. T-H-E-C-A-B-I-N 2021.